Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds. I'm Phil. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Kyle. Kyle, what's happening? You know, just getting ready for, for another week at XFL, you know? We, uh... We, we got this shit going last week wasn't the greatest week for me I, I missed a couple just a couple by the old skin of the teeth you know it was a, a point here point there and uh I'm, I'm ready to get back on it you know what i mean usually when we have a, a down week the next week we turn around pretty well so i'm excited for this week yeah man this is uh this is a big week kyle i was pretty happy my seattle sea dragons finally got in the wind column the danooch the Danooch engineering, uh, you know, a, a couple nice drives there at the end. And they won a game they weren't supposed to win. I mean, they, they looked dead to rights. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Vegas had um, had that game. You know what I mean? And I think uh, I think it actually pushed in that game. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, what, what more can you say about the Danooch? You know what I mean? It's big-time plays. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there were minutes in Cowboys spring training where people thought he should get a shot. Now, that was, you know, quickly, quickly tossed aside. And, you know, they, they realized this guy actually stinks. But there were minutes. Yeah, it got ugly quick. Um, but, I mean, listen, with a last name like Danucci, no matter where you fall, you're going to come out smelling like roses. Bingo. So we've got four games this weekend. We've got two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Pretty pretty cool the scheduling here. We've got all night games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got seven and ten on Saturday, which is, I mean, that's cool. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's not the NFL, so you're not gonna sit down and and dedicate a whole day to football in the XFL like you will the NFL. But it's still really cool. You know what I mean? It's 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 cool to be like, you know, they're setting these games up to get viewers. I mean, people are going to be home most likely, you know, by 7 or 10 on Saturday to watch these games and then Sunday first game starts at 4. You know what I mean? I think it's I think it's a really smart scheduling move uh by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, just an absolute genius a visionary, if you will, and the product is really good. So let's just get into these games. Let's start breaking it down. The first game on the board, we've got the Houston Roughnecks, the 3-0 Roughnecks, coached by Wade Phillips. You know, undefeated Wade Phillips is a a sentence I never thought I would say. They are nine-point favorites heading in to take on the Orlando Guardians, the dregs of the XFL, just an absolute massacre of a team here. Uh, the total is set at 38. You can skip the spread and you can lay $3.90 if you want the roughnecks on the money line, or you can grab plus 310 with the Guardians. Do you have a play on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch either one of those money lines. Uh, I don't think it's enough value to take the roughnecks outright. And <clears throat> I don't I don't really believe that the the Guardians can win this game. I will say, though, that I think nine is too much. I, I don't – listen, it, it's been three weeks. It's, you know, it's it's it hasn't been a ton of time for these teams to kind of figure everything out. But each week, teams figure a little more out and figure a little more out. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of pride when it comes to these teams and these players. And I just think that, 
you know, with Houston going out there being 3-0, kind of being the, the talk of the town in this league, I just think Orlando's going to come with with everything they have. You know what I mean? Lay it all on the line. And, you know, you never want to play a team that's dangerous like that. You know what I mean? With nothing left to lose, if if you will. So, you know, looking at the game, getting nine, I feel comfortable with it. Um, you know, I'm going to throw a unit here on the Guardians plus the nine. Uh, I just think it's too much. Um, you know, I know – Listen, I hate the Guardians. I don't like what they have. The quarterback situation is just it's outlandish. Putrid, yeah, I mean, Paxton, Paxton Lynch, he stinks. We're not seeing enough of the Frenchman to, to move the needle. It's just yeah. a, it's a real mess in Orlando. Yeah, I, I, just, I mean, I simply just believe, though, and, and, and the Roughnecks have been good. I mean, Brandon Silvers has been really good. He's got seven touchdowns, only three picks. Um I mean, he's been he's been pretty good here. So I just think I think the Guardians do enough to cover. And when you're sitting at nine, I think even a backdoor cover, and, and we've seen it in this league now multiple times. No lead is safe. You know, there's a, a way and a, if there's a will, there's a way to score the points necessary. So I think nine is a lot. I mean, I equate that to I try and equate it to what that spread would be in the NFL. And I would think it's somewhere around two touchdowns because of the point differential of how much you can score and how quickly you can score in this league. So I, I think that's too much. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the nine here. I'm going to take it with the guardians. Cool. I'm going to lay it. I'm, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Houston here. Got a, got a couple reasons why. So this is, this is the second meeting uh, with these two teams. So what we've got here is, a former NFL head coach, Wade Phillips, and probably the best team in the XFL. Um, they are going to get a second look at Orlando, an Orlando team that they beat 33-12 to in week one. Uh, Wade Phillips' defense leads the XFL in sacks. Last week, they outgained San Antonio, our beloved Brahmas, 374-162. to They made Jack Cohn just look like an idiot. Um I, th- I think this this Roughnecks team is very, very well-rounded. They're good at moving the sticks. In fact, on third downs, they're 20-43 this year, which is 46%. They hold their opponents to 13-41, which is 31%. That's a huge, huge disparity. Um, this team just checks all the boxes for me. I, I think Brandon Silvers is probably the most impressive quarterback, maybe, in the, in the league. I like Max Borgie. Um, you know, this, this team just seems to have it together. They're not flashy, but you know, you, you look up and they get it done. And this guardians team, man, what a bunch of dopes over there. You know, Paxton Lynch, former NFL quarterback looks terrible. Cody Latmer, you know, a a former NFL wide receiver, and they don't even look his way. He's got 155 yards in, in three weeks. So you've got a former, former NFL receiver out there and they're just too dumb to, to force him the ball. I mean, we're seeing it with the Sea Dragons and Josh Gordon. They're force feeding it, you know, and and they look very, very good on offense. This Guardians team does not have a clue. I don't trust the the uh, the, the coaching over there. So I'm going to lay the nine here. I'm going to look for an eight and a half, but, you know, for the purposes of the show, I'm going to lay the nine with the Houston Roughnecks. Do you have a lean on this total? Um, I'm not going to touch the total. Uh if 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 I have to, I mean, I'm going to lean the over here. I think the overs are still a play. Um, I know I took 
um, an under, I think, last week, but and maybe even the week before too. But I, I, I think right now, if you want to bet totals, you still have to kind of be looking at a lot of the overs and kind of picking your spots a little bit with the unders. Uh, you know, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, the Roughnecks have been really good on offense and they put up points. And that is, I mean, like, like you said, the, the first game that they played, they scored 33 just themselves and the Guardians scored 12, but they had four turnovers in that game. And they had a missed field goal in that game. I mean, there was a lot of, of issues that they had in that game that kind of gave it away to the Roughnecks. So, you know, the Roughnecks put up points, and I think Orlando is going to be able to score at least a few. You know what I mean? So I think if you're if you're going to be betting the the over here, I think even the safe play, that is, or if you're going to be betting the total here, I think the, the safe play is the over. Gotcha. Okay, well, I'll, I'll lean that way with you. Uh, I'd be more interested to see if I could get a prop on Orlando's team total under. If any, I don't know if any books are offering that, but if they were, that's where I would go because I, I, I think Houston's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting here uh, as far as the total is concerned, and it'll just be up to Orlando, like you said, to, to find a few scores. Um, you know, and, and I just would be looking at their under if it was something like 18 and a half or, or 17 and a half, something like that. But all right, sir, let's move on to the second game, which is the San Antonio Brahmas led by Jack Cohn are four and a half point dogs heading to Seattle, rainy Seattle uh, to take on the sea dragons and that June Jones offense. This total is the second highest on the board. It's 40 and a half. You can have the Brahmas on the money line plus plus one seventy. You can lay two bucks with the sea dragons what are you doing? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the take the plus money here with the Brahmas. Gross. Um, <laughs> this this team's been kind of uh, hit or miss. I mean, they they looked rough against the the Roughnecks last week. Um, they they put up 30 on the Guardians the week before. Uh, the week before that, they only scored 15 against the Battlehawks. So it's kind of like a rough game, good game, rough game, good game. You know what I mean? You're kind of getting a different team each week. So I'm expecting a um, a, a pretty good week here. I, I think, you know, most of the teams that the Seattle Sea Dragons have played have, um, I'm sorry, every team has scored at least 20 points on them. So they are a defense that can give up points for sure. And I think when you're looking at the Brahmas, they, they make adjustments well from week to week. It's not as as much game in-game adjustments, but week to week they make good adjustments. So I think, um, you know, they, they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw with the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks outplayed them last week. Um, but this week I, I think they get back on track here. I think they, they even up. And uh, I, I think we're looking at a, at a nice little plus money here with the Brahmas. Gotcha. I am going to – I'm just going to get a little wild with it, Kyle. I'm going to lay the two bucks with the Sea Dragons on the money line, um, mostly because I don't know what the key numbers are yet in this in this league. I don't know if four and a half is like three and a half or, or what it is, but I feel like the Sea Dragons are going to win, so I'm going to, I'm going to lay the two bucks uh, to win a unit. And I just really like the Sea Dragons team. Call it fandom. You know, as we all know, nobody – has been a fan of the Seattle Sea Dragons for as long as I have. It, it's in my blood. 
you know, from day one, I've been, been, you know, rocking that orange and blue and green and all the other colors that are, that are in their logo. But this is the number one offense in the XFL by far. Uh, they've got 200 more yards on offense than the second best team, which is the Roughnecks. And you can accredit that to June Jones and his, you know, let it rip style. Also that they've been behind, you know, for quite a, quite a bit in these three games, but I like the Danuch and I like Josh Gordon. Um, they have, I think three guys in the top 10 in receiving yards in the league, which is kind of nuts. So um, let's see. Yeah. They've got yeah Josh, one- Josh Gordon isn't even the leading receiver on that team. No, he's, he's third. Uh, Jacor Pearson is number one in the league, 19 catches, 224 and a touchdown. Number two overall in the league is Blake Jackson. He's their slot guy. He's got 18 for 121 and a touchdown. And then Josh Gordon is sixth in the league, 13 catches, 225. So he does a lot after the catch, including that that 65-yarder that he had this year and three touchdowns. So he's the the red zone big play home run guy. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, so and, – and that's kind of what we were expecting, right? You know, Josh Gordon was – an elite NFL player for, for several years. Um, You know, so I just like this dragons team, Jack Cone. We've seen a lot of Jack Cone as Notre Dame fans. We know that he's very statuesque. He doesn't move around very well. And sometimes he gets flustered if he get in his face. And that showed last week against that, that Wade Phillips defense, he was eight for 20 for 64 yards, I believe. And a pick, Mm -hmm. which is 3.2 yards per attempt. That's, that's not good. And I'm not a math guy, so yeah, yeah. Listen, the the math eat math in there, right? You know, right. it's I I get it. Um, but even with that game, if you look at Cone's stats throughout the three games, he's he's completing sixty one and a half percent of his passes. He's got five touchdowns, only two picks. So I look at the game last week as more of an outlier, where a sure. defense, you know, a defensive mastermind like Wade Phillips just put them exactly where they needed to be. Um, you know, this Brahma's team, they can run the ball. Uh, you know, you got Balaje who they, they run into the ground. He's got 142 yards. Um, you know, they got some backup running back, you know, Jacques Patrick, who does pretty well too. I mean, both of those guys are over three yards per carry. And I know that we talk about old cement shoes, Jack Cohn, but he actually has 16 rushing attempts for 60 yards this year. Yeah, I, here's there was a lot of broken plays. I, I I saw some of his some of his action. So, yes. all right. So I'm on the Sea Dragons. You're on the Brahmas, right? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about something else besides the game, real quick. So I I heard a thing, and and it seems as though a lot of the defensive line are able to penetrate the offensive lines, like league wide. Yeah. And I I heard a, a theory on that that it was because the offensive linemen don't want to carry as much weight as you, you would in the NFL because the, the pay difference is so much greater. So that like, it takes a, a huge toll on these guys' bodies to stay balked up and stay big and stay effective that in the XFL, they would rather not carry that weight. Does, does that make sense? I mean, if you put it out like that, the, the, science behind it seems to make sense i just don't know if that's i don't know if it's true or not you know what i mean you you look at these leagues and the whole point is that you want to get an nfl call right i mean that's that's what everybody's looking for you know you want an nfl call so 
you know, whereas the science may make sense and, and, you know, the numbers game for them may, might make sense. I mean, that, you, this is what you're playing for. You're playing, especially if you're all in the offensive line. I mean, you're not going to go like, hey, yeah, I played offensive line in the XFL. Why don't you move me to tight end? Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. You know, what I mean? hey, but I can I can work out of the slot. Like, or you, I can put on 60 pounds and be effective, even though I wasn't effective in the XFL. Exactly. Yeah, you wanna, in, a, in a league like this, you want to dominate. So if that's their mindset, then every one of them is a bum. They don't deserve to be in the NFL anyway. Bunch of so, losers is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, like I said, does it make sense scientifically? Sure. Do I think that's the case? No. I think what we're seeing is we're seeing there's a couple pretty good defensive minds as head coaches in this league. And I think what you're seeing is five guys who are on an offensive line who've never worked with the quarterback before. They've never worked together. And what they're doing is they're trying to figure it out. I mean, you think about the USFL where, you know, we obviously were big fans of, and the offensive offenses took a little while to, to kind of, mesh and meld together and i think that's still what we're seeing i mean we're only three weeks into this and you know as football fans we know how important it is to have the type of understanding of of the people around you and what they're going to do i mean offensive lines in the nfl that have you know three four years under their belt together are always better than offensive line even when you bring in one new guy it's a it makes a huge difference because it's pulling and pushing and different things it's easier on the defensive side because it's like hey yeah you know what you have a couple stunt blitzes and things like that where you move around but realistically it's beat your guy get after the quarterback so yeah that makes a lot of sense I, I think it's I, I, I think it's more so that it's just new for these guys. I, I think that what we're gonna see is the offensive lines kind of uh, stout up a little bit. And I think we're gonna see some more rushing as the year goes on. And I mean, you think about the the USFL, when those offensive lines got better, I mean, the rushing numbers went through the roof compared to what, what they were early in the season. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see here as well. It's just with this league, there are, in my opinion, especially on the offensive side of the ball, there's more premier-ish type players, more premier-ish uh, like big hitters. Uh, you know, in this league compared to the USFL, you know, we talk about Josh Gordon, we talk about Latimer, we talk about, you know, Martavis Bryant. I mean, these are guys who had careers in the NFL. You know, you didn't see a lot of that in the USFL. There might have been a guy here or there. You were like, hey, he was on an NFL squad. But, like, you're seeing real playmakers that were in the NFL who just, you know, either phased out or had issues off the field, things like Matt that. Matt Elam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a, an abundance of first-round picks in this league. So I think what you're seeing is, you know, more so playmakers on the off- offensive side of the ball and some of the uh, areas that need a little bit more of fine tuning aren't quite there yet. So you're still going to see the scoring, which is why we've been on the overs rather than the USFL because they have playmakers and they've got big hitters. But realistically, in some of those trench areas and like linebacker cores and things like that, there's going to be small issues that still aren't there yet. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for for breaking that down. That does make sense. And speaking of great defensive minds, we've got Jim Hazlitt. 
for the Sea Dragons. Hopefully, gonna gonna wreak havoc. I would love to see the Brahmas, you know, and, and their couple Notre Dame guys come alive, but maybe that'll be week five. You know, Alizé Mack, he's not, <laughs> he's, you know, he's he's like missing. He's, he should be on a milk carton somewhere. He's got eighty four yards this year. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I get it. I, he's out there, and he seems to be open. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, nobody on this Brahmas team, especially receiving, has been fantastic, which is a little bit weird, right? Because you have one of the best receivers to ever play as your head coach. So you would expect to see a little bit more out of them that you're not really getting. So like I said, I, I think that it's it's more so let's figure this out a little bit. Um, the Brahmas have been a little bit hit or miss. And I, th- I think I think they're going to be okay in this game. All right. So to recap, I am on the Sea Dragons money line. You are on the Brahmas. Uh, cool. All right. So let's move on to the next one, which is the Arlington Renegades, who are terrible, are taking on the St. Louis Battlehawks in you know the battle of AJ McCarron, you know, and his taking a, a pay cut. And, you know, so his kids can watch him instead of holding a clipboard, making oh. ten times the amount. What a what a moron that guy is, huh? Yeah, listen, my kids can watch me, you know, on the sidelines if I'm making millions of dollars. I don't give a shit about that. Yep. So the Renegades, they are four point favorites. Uh, this total is thirty six and a half. You can have the Battle Hawks minus one eighty, or you can grab plus one sixty with the Renegades. What are you doing here? I I think the play here, the right play, is to double up and go two units here um, on the Battle Hawks on the on the favorites here. Um, I, listen, I I think that this is probably the the closest game of the mm-hmm. weekend um, in terms of like what what I kind of expect score wise. Uh, you know, these are two teams that are, are kind of eerily similar. Um, you know, there's the McCarron, you know, situation, you know, for, for St. Louis. And, you know, you don't really know what's going on between Slaughter and, and Plitt. And, you know, they've, they've each had a game here. You know, there's, you know, you don't really know. But I think both of those guys are pretty close to McCarron. I, I don't see a ton of difference there. So I don't know if either team really has a huge edge. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna just, you know, I think the Battlehawks is the way to go. They seem to be a little bit more um, uh, equipped especially uh, passing the ball than the Renegades. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see kind of how this one goes. But I, I think the offense as a whole for the Battlehawks here is just going to kind of be a little bit too much. So I'm just going to throw the two units out there to, to – to, what is it, 20 unit? unit A little over a unit? Uh, what, what were you doing? Two units on yeah, the money Yeah, to win line. a little over. Yep, to win a little over a unit. Yeah, yeah that, that's where I'm at in this one. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I'm going to going to lay the the 1.8 units to win one even. I I I just I can't get around it. I'm fading Bob Stoops. I think he's I think he's a moron. Um, in this league, they continue to try and run the ball. Um, you know, even when it's completely ineffective. So far this year, they've rushed it 77 times for 190 yards, which is 2.4 yards per carry. It's not very good. 
they had the luxury of playing against Vegas without Brett Hundley in week one. Then they played Houston and, you know, got beat 23-14, and it wasn't even that close. And then they beat a really bad Orlando team last week, 10-9, to you know, in a really close game. There's quarterback controversy. You know, Sloter probably is the better choice, but, I mean, there's not much there between him and Plitt, like you said. They do have a nice weapon in Sal Canella, the, the tight end. I think yep. he's a he's a pretty good player. But they don't have a, a competent quarterback to get him there. It almost looks like Sloter should have stayed in the USFL. He was way more effective there than than in this league. But I like this this Battle Hawks team. They showed some grit week one and in that that win over San Antonio. They beat my beloved Sea Dragons. Lost to the defenders in DC. Now there's something to be said about the the home road splits in this thing because I think the DC defenders actually have a pretty good home field advantage, you know, with the beer snake and throwing full pieces of fruit at the opposition like yeah that's real cool shit going on there yeah there's, there's a lot going on and and you know aj mccarron as far as the former nfl quarterbacks that we have in this league has probably looked the best at least the most competent he's got seven touchdowns two picks um so i mean he looks okay leading a team in a a lower division so i i like this battle hawks team to at least get the win I'm not going to mess around with the points here because, like I said, I don't know what the key numbers are. And this thing's at four. Is that a key number? I have no idea. So Yeah, I think four is a pretty key number in this league. Um, I mean, you, you would, see a lot of people who so. – Yeah, I mean, you see a lot of people who go for the extra points who don't get it. You know what I mean? Three is a key number in the NFL. And in this league with the one, the two, and the, and the three, I mean – Teams try and catch up. Different things happen. You know what I mean? You, you're you seeing six a lot more than seven. Sure. So, you know, I think four is a is a bigger number here um, than, than it is in the NFL. So I think four has been, you know, kind of like how I alluded to the, the Roughnecks Guardians game. It's I think that, you know, nine is like two touchdowns here. I think I think four is the new three in the NFL. Gotcha. Well, I well, I appreciate you breaking that down as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I like this Battle Hawks team enough to lay it on the money line and get home and bring back one unit for my spending power. So give me the Battle Hawks in this last one. Also, let's just take a quick break here from a word from our sponsors. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, 
anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And we're back. So hopefully it was a good one, like Home Depot or something. Love Home Depot. Big, big Home Depot guy. Also, the uh, 76ers just got home in a huge come-from-behind win. They beat the Portland Trailblazers 120 to 119. That's huge. Other breaking news, Kyle. I don't know if you saw this. We were very excited in the beginning of the year when we saw that our boy Brian Scott was going to be putting on the Las Vegas Vipers black and playing in this league, and then he got released you know, four days before the season started. Mm-hmm. There was some speculation whether he was going to end up back in the USFL. Unfortunately for us, Kyle, he was uh, he was picked up in the Canadian Football League. So our days of seeing this guy are are, are pretty much done. Yeah, very, very short-lived um, love affair that we had there with, uh, with Brian Scott. The guy was decked out to the nines you know what i mean for for our philadelphia stars in the usfl and uh we were really you know when when he went down because he looked good and then when he went down you know his his backup quarterback came in and looked awesome too so you know that kind of i think we kind of saw the writing on the wall there and i think he did as well so you know we i know we were both really excited to see him in the xfl and you know it was weird that he doesn't have a shot here when you see some of the quarterbacks in this league yeah it's yeah i mean weird. It, it was it's a crowded room i guess with brett hunley that makes sense but there's probably five other teams that could use a guy like brian scott i maybe maybe these coaches got with the equipment manager and is like you know what we don't have enough swag for this kid yeah it makes sense we don't we don't carry enough sweatbands to put on this guy's arms and legs yeah yeah that makes yeah. that's the only thing that makes any sense because that's, that's where I was going with it. I mean, he's a D three Aaron Rodgers, right? That, that's what they were calling him. Occidental college. Yeah. I mean, the guy was awesome in college. And listen, I, you look at this, at this league, right? You, you look at, you know, just, just passing, right? I mean, Danucci's at the top of the, the food chain. Silvers has played well. McCarron's there. I think Cone has done enough to cement himself as the starting quarterback for that Brahmas team. I don't think they're going anywhere. After those four teams, what team can can Brian Scott not start for or not play for? I think he could play for them all. You got a guy for the Guardians who was getting snaps, Quentin Dormady, who was selling secrets to the other side. I mean, yeah. he's better than that, dude. Yeah. 
I mean, and I think we both like the Frenchman there, but he's, I mean, he would start he's over not getting it. Yeah, I mean, do you mean to tell me that that you believe in Paxton Lynch or 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 Jordan Tayami more than more than him, or or what Arlington has going on with Slaughter and Plitt? I I don't I just don't I don't believe it. You know what I mean? I just I'm surprised that this guy wasn't picked up elsewhere. Yeah, but. I'll tell you what I'm not surprised at is that Jordan Tamu sucks. We nailed that, didn't we? We we we've nailed it in in three leagues now. Yeah, feels you know good. I mean? Feels good. I hate that guy, and I hope he's listening. <laughs> there's if you there's want... a very good chance that he is listening too. Yeah, I mean our 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 outreach is is phenomenal. So Jordan Tamu, if you want to if you want to come on and debate why you don't suck, we would love to have you. Just shoot me yeah. an inbox over at Speedway Steve Two on Twitter. Yeah, and and before you do that, please bring your completion percentage over fifty percent. The the forty eight and a half right now, um, it's going to really kill any argument you have on why you don't suck. I'll tell you so, what, we we may never get that interview then if we're waiting for a a better completion percentage. Listen, some people you gotta yeah let you know fly with the wind, brother. All right. So speaking of those two two guys, the Vegas Vipers are heading into that that raucous DC stadium. They are six point dogs on the road. This is the highest total uh, of the week. It is set at 41. Even you can have the Vipers plus two ten on the money line. You can lay two fifty with the defenders, or you can obviously take the six. Which way are you going here, buddy? This is my upside of the week. I think the Vipers win this game. Um, I do too. I'm on the Vipers money line. I, I, I don't believe a little high five on the stream here. Bingo. Bang, bang. Um, listen, I don't believe in, in Te'amu. I, I know the defender's defense has been, you know, really good. And I know that they have, you know, played well. I mean, you go back, they, you know, they beat St. Louis last week. But, you know, and, and they dropped they dropped good points there. They dropped 34. Um, but 18 the week before that, 22 the week before that. I mean, this isn't what you would call a real high-powered offense so i think this past week was a bit of an outlier um i don't believe in the 34 i think that that has put a lot of um movement on the line seeing a a score like that a little bit of recency bias um i don't believe in their offense that much um and and i think vegas is due here for for a, a a big time win they barely lost to the sea dragons um you know they lost to dc you know before but you know, I they they're just they're right there. They're right on the cusp of really taking a win here, and I think that this is the perfect week to do that. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that this this Vipers team lost at home to to DC uh, two weeks ago. That is true, but it was Brett Hundley's first game, and yeah. he looked okay. He was eleven of eighteen for ninety eight yards. On the other side. Teamu was only 11 of 23 for 93 yards, which is four yards per attempt. It, it just, you're right. This was kind of an outlier sort of game that, that got out of hand late. Um, Derek King came in and had a 12 Big yard run for a touchdown. Rush. Yep. And an Abram Smith broke one super late that kind of put the, put the game away. So yeah. I just, I don't like Teamu. And if he's getting a nod, this is very easy, but I do like, Hunley's trajectory so far he's been been playing at it and at an okay level you know especially given his expectations which are are pretty high considering you know the level of competition 
I do like the Vipers outright here. I have no problem, no qualms laying a full unit to win the 2.1 on the money line. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Are you telling me that Brett Hundley hasn't been involved in more raucous situations? Even when he was playing in college, I mean, in the Rose Bowl, that place is nuts. Pac-12 games are absolutely nuts. So it's going to be more than than the D.C. crowd can muster. I think Brett Hundley is just going to outclass this D.C. defenders team and uh, and that should be that. Let's get that outright win. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm ready for it. I mean, in that game, that first game, you know, DC was able to really run the ball kind of down. I th- they ran a ball like 42 times. Um, I think the weather was gross. It was like during yeah, that, that yeah. cold front through Vegas and stuff. It was snowing at Auto Club Speedway that weekend. It was it was weird. yeah, it was it was weird. And and you know, the the Vipers had some penalty issues in that game. I mean, there were some some issues that that kind of went against them. And I think we see a completely different game this week uh, between these two teams. So they're a little bit familiar with each other. I don't expect you know 230 yards on the ground for for DC. Um, so I, I think I think we're going to be looking at a different game here. Nice. All right. Cool. So we're the last the Sunday games. We can hang out together, Kyle, because we're on the same side on both. Uh, yeah. Saturday, tomorrow, we should probably just, you know, we're frenemies. You know, we, we should not be in the same room together. Yeah, it happens. You know what I mean? You, you know, if if we agreed on everything, we would. Uh, we wouldn't have a have show. Issues. Issues. Yeah, yeah, we'd have some issues. Cool, man. Well, that that's all I got tonight. You uh, you have anything else that's on your mind? Is, is there anything you want to talk about? What, what's going on in your in your brain? No, man. I mean, we. Uh... You know, we have some exciting stuff going on, you know, with the with the company and, and with the podcast and, and things that we're going to be moving to. So, you know, now's the time definitely getting the book club. I mean, racing has started again. I know we have a, a show that we're going to be putting out again uh, shortly. Uh, but, I mean, you and you and Steve are killing it. Arch has just been murdering baseball. So, Good Lord, he's like 11-1 and one in spring training. Yeah, it's 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 unreal so uh you know get into the book club as soon as you can it's it's you know it's make make your money now before it goes up you know what i mean honestly the book club is like the best kept secret in sports gambling it is priced right 25 dollars. it's like super cheap uh there are discords out there that are a hundred dollars a day and i'm not just saying that arch and i ran into one the other day like looking around at what's happening in the space and it's gross. There's criminals out there charging $100 a day for this stuff. We're, we're very transparent. We track everything. Uh, all the recaps are posted. There's channels. I mean, it is a good time. We're up to, I think, 70-something people in there. So it's growing like a weed. We're having a great time. Join the book club, thedgens.net. Kyle, take us home. Yeah, that's everything uh, for us. You know, we're excited for another XFL week. And, uh, you know, listen to this show and and catch the racing show. That's going to be out as well. So other than that, adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. 
Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.